In this episode, we talk to serial entrepreneur, six-figure Amazon seller, Alan Urizar. He originally started his own retail store, then worked many years in the labor-intensive trucking business before becoming a successful Amazon serial entrepreneur who gives back to his community in Guatemala every year. He is now making $500,000 per year on Amazon, winning the buy box with 35% with Bequil Repricer and making a minimum margin between 30 and 40%. Let's hear him share his amazing life story, how he finds high profitable products, and the three different levels of goals he thinks you should be creating in your business. Check it out. Welcome to the next Amazon Top Seller Podcast. Stay updated with the latest Amazon news and learn the nitty gritty of selling on Amazon through Bequil's ears of expertise in the Amazon world. I'm Samuel and I am the host of this podcast brought to you by the fantastic Amazon experts in Bequil. Let's start our journey to become the next Amazon top seller. Hello, next Amazon top sellers. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is called Alan Urizar, and he's a six-figure Amazon seller and coach. He started selling almost six years ago in June 2016, and he has more than $50,000 of revenue per month with a high profit margin. He was also a coach for Just One Dime uh, since 2017, and he has brought his family to travel all around Europe and the world. He even gives back to his community. Two months a year, he goes back to Guatemala, to Mexico, and he does mission work with children. We're so happy to have you, Alan. Welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm uh, very happy to be here and uh, excited about this meeting. We're going to just cover a couple of questions today. And why don't we start talking about you first? How did you get started in your Amazon business? Okay, sure. Uh, Well, I started uh, my Amazon business around uh, 2016. Uh, Before that, I had a a trucking business and I was uh, doing my trucking business for about nine years. In 2014, I got sick. I had a a small heart attack at TIA, eight months, you know, uh, trying to recover. And then my business suffered a lot on the trucking business side. So I started to think about, you know, a different way to do business. And I started to look for other different businesses. And then in 2016, I found out about um, Amazon and FBA and I liked the idea. So I started kind of learning and switching to to this new business. So in June 2016, that's when I started my my Amazon store and I started, you know, testing and, and learning how to do the, the Amazon business. So you were doing trucking for over nine years and that must have took a toll on you because you have to drive very long hours um, as my little knowledge I have about trucking. <laughs> and then when was that moment that you just decided, you know, that Amazon was the right business for you? Like what was the criteria that you used when you were picking a business to do? Well, before, you know, between 2014 and 2016, uh, I was still, you know, driving and, and, and maybe um, looking for other businesses. I, I look for uh, franchise, you know, uh, opportunities and things like that. And uh, actually, a friend of mine was the one that called me uh, one day and told me about the Amazon business. And um, he sent me a video, like a four hour video when, you know, they were talking about Amazon. So uh, we kind of, you know, watched the video with my wife and, and we decided, okay, we're going to learning how to 
I was a, a, a customer of Amazon, but I never knew that uh, I could sell on Amazon. So that was new for us. You know, maybe 15 years ago, we had a physical business in California and we thought, okay, I don't want to have a physical business where, you know, I'm going to be there for, you know, six, seven days a week. And uh, it's going to be just another, you know, bad job for me. So we didn't want to have that kind of business. Then when we realized, okay, we can do the business from home. We, you know, I can stop driving and stay, you know, at home and actually be more time with my family and my wife. We decided we're going to test it. I was still driving. My wife was going to the stores and, you know, doing retail arbitrage. And then over the weekend, when I would get home, we would pack everything, send it to Amazon. And, you know, that was, the, we were doing it like that for like two, three months until we got our first sale. And that's when I, I realized, okay, this is something that is real. I can do it. I, I actually have my first sale uh, frame. I always uh, kind of show it because this was the, the moment that I realized, okay, if I can do one sale, I can do, you know, a hundred sales and I can do a thousand sales. And we decided we're going to sell our business and um, we're, you know, with the money that we have here uh, from the sale of the business, we're going to start uh, investing. And that's how we started. And, and, and we started growing our business uh, after that. You started a business. You don't want to be chained to that store. Can you tell us how has Amazon changed your life? You know, the beginning, uh, it was a little bit um, different because we were still learning and trying to build a business and trying to, you know, sell enough inventory to have uh, to cover our, you know, our expenses and all that. Uh, but then, you know, cover everything. Uh, we started thinking about other goals that we had, you know, like our family. We, we like to do, but we didn't have the time to do our goal started to change a little bit. I remember I had a, he told me about doing an exercise about finding my really, really my why. And so I did that exercise and we figured out, okay, we need to work very hard on our Amazon business so we can have enough time, enough money to help other people. And that was kind of like our business goal, you know, be able to help other people, be able to have, you know, that, those funds to do it. For me, that's my, one of my business goals. I want to be able to work hard, make enough money so I can help and, you know, do these things. So it's changed a lot uh, from, you know, maybe 10 years ago where I will work, you know, all year long on the trucking business and maybe have, you know, a week off and just take that week, that week off to rest because I was really tired. Now we're getting to enjoy and, and travel and uh, being able to visit with family, uh, but still help other people as well. That's terrific. Many people are a bit scared to start their Amazon business. What would you say to somebody in that situation? What would be your suggestion for them? Well, um, you know, Amazon is like any other business. Uh, you really have to work really hard to build it, uh, but the, it has a lot of advantages in my opinion. Uh, one of the advantages that is that you can get, you know, back home uh, for many people that work, you know, outside the home and they go to a, a place to work or, or they, you know, they travel two, three hours in traffic, things like that, that are, uh, you're spending a lot of time doing those activities instead of being home and maybe taking care of your family or, or being with your, you know, your kids, things like that. Uh, when you are able to still work, still be uh, productive but stay home or have more, more time to uh, dedicate to your family. 
um, I, I think it's worth building that. Uh, even if you start doing it, you know, part-time or you start a few hours a week, by the time you build it and you're able to uh, dedicate, you know, 100% to that business, you're going to start seeing the, the benefits of uh, having an online business. So it is hard. A lot of people are afraid to, you know, jump in. Uh, but once you, you know, start building it and you actually can support yourself from your business, then all the benefits are are there. And, and that's why we like the business and we've been, we've been able to, you know, share uh, our experience with other people in the last few years. So what are some of the products that you sell in your Amazon store? And then what, what was that first product that you sold on Amazon? The first product was like, um, it was an Adidas backpack. Uh, but um, maybe in the list, in the first you know few months of our um, Amazon business, we figured out that back then that the shoes and clothing category was selling, we were selling pretty good. So for a long time, maybe three, three and a half years, I was focused on shoes and clothing. And uh, we did sell, I think one, one year, we almost sold 5,000 pair of shoes. Uh, in oh, our wow. store so we did a, a lot of shoes a lot of clothing and then you know after we were uh, we had a lot of experience we started to branch out to other categories so i sell everything i do mainly retail and online arbitrage so i sell everything that i can sell with a high profit i do believe that uh, the, the amazon business has very good potential when you learn and understand how to find high profitable products which are everywhere, as long as you understand how to find them. Uh, so once you once you do that, then you know any category, a lot of different categories are going to have uh, enough products for us to uh, to sell and, and have a good uh, business. Can you give our audience some tips? Like you say, like there's products everywhere. How do you source products? Our biggest percentage of uh, products is online arbitrage. And the main thing that I look for when I'm looking for a product is it has to meet certain criteria. I want to see products that are already selling on Amazon that have a high demand, meaning there's people buying every month, uh, but also has low competition. Uh, so if you find something that is selling, you know, a hundred units a month and it has, you know, maybe three or five sellers, that could be a good product that I can analyze and investigate more. If it has a good profit margin, then uh, I will buy that product. And uh, I usually look for at least $5 profit maybe 30% or higher uh, ROI. As long as it has good sales and low competition, we will you know, test five, seven units. And then if we're able to sell them uh, soon, then we'll try to find other, other products like that. How do you avoid severe competition when you're sourcing? So you find a product has good profit margin. There's not that many sellers on it. You purchase mm -hmm. the product and then suddenly a large number of sellers, they start selling the same product. There's a lot more offers. How do you avoid the severe competition? Well, the main thing that, that we do is I try to analyze based on the history of the product. So we use Keepa a lot. That's one of the tools that we use. And I want to understand how that product is being performing for the last 30, you know, 90 days. And most of the time, if the product is being selling pretty good for, you know, the last 90 days, I know that I could expect the same, you know, in the next you know, 60, 90 days. So I will jump in on that product. I'll buy it. And usually I'm not afraid of competition. Uh, you know, like like you said, if, if once we are, are in the listing, we get a lot of a competition. Most of the time I will wait for them to, you know, sell their products, you know, uh, get out of the listing. Uh, because I usually know that if I, I'm sure that the product is performed good in the past, 
and then I have my repricer and my rules set very good, then I can wait, you know, for three, four months for me to sell that product and still be profitable. Uh, so I don't really compete with low sellers or I don't mind price wars because I, I'm going to stay on my price until I know I can sell it for a profit. So it's kind of like you use data and you know that this product is going to sell based on the criteria that you set. Even if it's competitive, you know that you're going to get that money for that product. Exactly. Yeah, we use a lot of data. Uh, we, we do have a lot of um, analytics that we use. And by the time I decide on a product, it's because I've, I've analyzed it very well. Um, you know, I do have a tool that helps me uh, do the analytics and make sure that Amazon is sharing the buy box, uh, that there's not too much competition, how much inventory all the sellers have. So there's a lot of criteria that, that we kind of go to be able to decide uh, if it's a product that we're going to buy or not. So what are some of these tools that you use for your business that you mentioned? Well, the main one is uh, called Keepa. That's going to give you a lot of uh, historical data. And then um, at the beginning, I was using a lot of different you know, tools. I was using RevSeller and how many extension. About maybe two years ago, I decided to build my own tool. So we started working uh, with a developer team uh, building a tool. It's called ROI Scanner. And that's basically a combination of a lot of tools that you need in order to analyze a product a lot faster. So now I use ROI Scanner. That's going to give me a lot of data, a lot of information. Uh, we're integrated with Kipa, so it gives us all the Kipa data that we need. Uh, to be able to decide, okay, this is a good product. And then um, I can use that same tool, not only on Amazon, but I can use it on Walmart and Target. And I'm, you know, browsing for, for products in other stores. And I'm looking at the Amazon data right there. And then when I decide this is a good product, I'll just buy it. And it makes my, my process a lot faster. And I'm, you know, sometimes I'm able to buy that product before it goes out of stock or, or something like that. We'll tell our audience more about this tool as well later. So we're wondering, like, do you use a repricer in your business or how has that helped you? We started using a repricer about uh, maybe seven months after we started selling on Amazon. We saw a, a really fast increase on our sales. We started to use, you know, Be Cool back maybe mid-2017. We saw about a, between 15, 20% on our, on our increase on our sales. Uh, and then throughout the years, um, I've had the situations where, you know, we're traveling for, you know, a few months out of the year, we run out of inventory. So by, by the time we come back home, we start building our inventory back. And then a few months later, you know, once we have enough inventory, we turn on the repricer and we can see the sales uh, increase a lot faster. I've used uh, Be Cool for a very long time, maybe uh, more than three and a half years uh, I did went to uh, another repricer for a few months. I wanted to test a different repricer and um, I kind of got the same results. I like the UI of the of the other repricer, but then, you know, the, the pricing uh, of uh, Be Cool, it's really, really good because uh, most of us, and I know it's, that might not be an ideal situation for you, but most of our arbitrage sellers are, you know, between maybe 200 and 800 or 900 ASINs which is, you know, good enough for the low uh, entry service of Be Cool. So I know a lot of people, and I've recommended a lot of people to uh, Be Cool because as far as pricing with the technology and the results that you can get, I think it's the best price and the best tool out there so far for me right now. We want to make the repricer affordable for yeah. all the sellers. So we, we have a different range. So we really exactly. want to help 
um, as many sellers as we can. Uh, and we're able to offer this price because of our large customer base as well. Exactly. So my question is to you, for you is, has your buy box percentage improved since you start using Bequo's repricer? And if so, like what was your buy box percentage before and then afterwards? Yeah, usually before um, we were having about 16% uh, buy box um, uh, percentage. And then when you try to you know, understand the, the Amazon buy box widget, it's really hard to understand sometimes unless you're using the repricer. Uh, so for us, it was really uh, hard to understand the, the, the buy box percentage that we had. Uh, but then when we started using Big Pool, uh, one of the widgets that you have, uh, you guys have is a buy box percentage, which is really, in, in our experience, is very accurate. And I know that I, I can keep between 30 to 35% of, uh, of, of the buy box percentage in my store. As long as I can you know, keep between 30, 35%. I'm, I know that I'm going to do the sales that I estimate. My projections are, are met and, and I know that my business is, uh, is growing all the time. Uh, so that's one of the tools that I use on Bequel, you know, almost every day. I just go inside my, my dashboard. I look at my buy box percentage and I know, okay, I'm good. I don't have to do anything. Everything's working fine. That's a, a big time saver for me as part of my daily uh, tasks for, for my business. So for you, like how much have your total sales increased? since using the Bequel repricer? The first year, I think we only did about 100,000, 120,000, something like that. After that, we started using, you know, repricer and we haven't stopped using the repricer. So our sales have been the lowest a year, uh, maybe in the last five, four or five years, it's been about 250,000 and we go as high as 596 in some years. But I know that it's a combination of uh, the repricer, you know, having high quality products. I always say, you know, you got to keep that the repricer turned on, be very competitive, but try to maximize your profits uh, using the different rules and the different technology that you guys have. My question is, um, you mentioned a lot about having high quality products. Is there a process that you might, you know, get a product, you test it out, it doesn't really work that well. How do you keep more high quality products and get rid of the low quality products? We buy products for testing, you know, between five and seven units for testing the first time. After, you know, we've done our analysis and we know that it's a good product. For me, a good product, good high quality product has to have high competition, uh, low demand and a good profit margin. Like I said before, we keep a minimum margins between 30 and 40%. I want to see at least five, seven dollars profit on on the product, but then once we send it to Amazon and we see that it starts selling, I'll try to see if I can buy more of that product. And some products that we've sold, you know, maybe within three months, I've been able to sell 150, 200 units, but I didn't start, you know, buying, you know, 500 units off the shelf and and then sending those and realizing later on that I made a mistake. I, I can make a mistake with, you know seven units, 10 units. And then uh, if I find something that is good, then I will try to keep uh, buying that same product. Uh, so if you use that strategy, you're going to have to have a lot more ASINs in your catalog. But the more ASINs I have that criteria, the more sales I'm going to be making because I, you know, with, its, with each ASIN, I have a good opportunity to make sales. I've been able to, you know, keep my, my sales around $50,000 a month with the inventory that I have for a very long time because I kind of try to stick to that criteria all the time. I understand. You stick to criteria and do a test run. 
And then for the products that continue to sell well, then you get more of those products. If you could give our audience three tips from when you first started, what would they be? When you're starting up, uh, the main thing that you want to understand is that it's a process. So you're not going to be able to, you know, sell $20,000 the first month unless you're on private label and you're launching and you're spending a lot of money or unless uh, you've been building your inventory, especially with arbitrage. It, it's, a, it's a process. The main thing is don't, don't get discouraged because, you know, you've been trying to find products for, you know, a few months and you're not being successful. That would be my first tip. The next one is as soon as possible, learn how to find high quality products. Uh, the more you understand that, the more you understand what tools you need. In the Amazon business, there's a lot of tools uh, and they're all very good tools, but sometimes you don't need all of them to start. So you need to understand which tools you need to you know, start your business, what tools are going to be using for finding good products. And then uh, once you start finding good products, then you can start thinking about scaling your business uh, because a lot of people, they want to know, you know, how do I sell a hundred thousand dollars a month? Maybe they're not in, in the position to buy enough inventory for a hundred thousand dollars a month. So you have to kind of go in steps. I usually talk about three different levels of goals that you should be creating in your business. Your first goal should be understanding how Amazon works to be able to make your first sale. Once you learn how to do, make your first sale, then you can start thinking about, okay, how do I automate my business with tools like Be Cool to be able to uh, get to maybe five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a month? Once you are at that level, then you can start thinking about, you know, the forty, the fifty thousand dollars a month. But you do it in in, in steps uh, gradually, where you're moving forward all the time. It's not something that you're making a, a very unrealistic goal. Uh, so that would be my my tips for anybody that's starting to start. It takes time. It's hard, but it's worth it. And then you just kind of have to learn how to build it step by step. I love that. I read in some of your uh, teaching material that, you know, you don't want to be comparing yourself with other people. You're in a race to compare against yourself. And as yeah. long as you're progressing in the right direction, as you mentioned, that really resonates, you know, with me personally. Now, you've been a serial entrepreneur since a very early age. So yeah. if you could go back in time and tell your own 21-year-old self something, what would that be? Um, I would say, you know, be patient. And um, one thing that I learned, it can be a very easy tip. Like most people won't really consider that a good tip. But I learned early on that I should focus on, on learning one business model. And as soon as I started focusing on arbitrage, because at the beginning I was doing everything. I mean, I was, I would watch a video talking about liquidation pallets and I, you know, next thing I knew I, I was buying a pallet or two pallets. And then, uh, you know, I will hear somebody talking about wholesale and I was doing wholesale and I was doing private label. So I was all over the place. It wasn't working at all. I learned, okay, you should focus on one business model. You should start, you know, small and then, you know, do your testing and then scale. And I started doing that. And then that was a big change for me. Uh, you know, maybe from the first three, four months of uh, selling on Amazon, once I learned that and I started focusing, I started seeing uh, success. Uh, so I would say be patient, but focus on one business model. Once you learn one business model and it's working and you're making money and you're supporting your family, then, you know, you can learn other models. There's a lot of different models 
that are very good models to sell on Amazon. Uh, but sometimes when you don't know what you're doing and you're trying to do it all, you're not going to have a lot of success. So it's about focusing and trying like one business model and doing it right. Right. Seeing if you get results. If someone is starting their Amazon business right now, because it's quite saturated, there's 2.5 million sellers on Amazon. What would you advise them right now? Again, depending on the business model that you're trying to do, uh, focus on that business model. If it's whether it's, you know, private label or wholesale or, you know, there's a lot of different business models, but focusing on one and learning how to do one until it gets your results. Even if it takes you, you know, a few months, maybe four, six months to kind of understand it and, and start, you know, building your inventory, it's worth it to, to focus on one uh, business model. Uh, so I would say, you know, just focus, just be patient, because once you understand everything and, and, you know, you have some experience, maybe a year, a few years of experience, when you talk to other sellers uh, that are having the same experience, the business is really very easy uh, to do once you understand it. The problem is, you know, getting to the point where it feels easy for you. So you have to be committed to building the business. And of course, you know, online, we're going to find, uh, you know, a thousand and one different business models. Uh, and sometimes I think that they all work as long as you put in, you know, the work and you understand it and you build it. Uh, so I would say just focus, be patient and um, go from there. Alan, you have different businesses. You have the software business. You have your Amazon business. What worries you or keeps you up at night? To be honest with you, um, the only thing that worries me is that a lot of people don't have the right information or the right knowledge. There's a lot of uh, information online that is misguided and having all this information, sometimes it's, you know, it kind of hurts us a little bit because we have access to so much information that we're trying to do everything. One of the things that worries me is trying to provide uh, people with the right information and uh, step-by-step, very patiently showing you how to do something that is going to give you good results. So I try very hard to uh, be very transparent and provide information that is very detailed. It's worrisome, and, and I try to you know help as much as I can in that area. So I'm wondering, like for your business, like you must have scaled up, right? You started selling when you're driving the truck and then you sold your first unit after two months, then you start doing this full-time. How did you scale up? Like what was the process for you? Well, I started the business, me and my wife, uh, we started by ourselves. Actually, my wife was the one that started, you know, kind of scanning products and going to the stores. I was driving and then we were packing together. Then once we started working full-time in the business, because it took me about seven months to be full-time in the business. So once we started uh, working full-time, uh, we started learning how to scale, started having uh, virtual assistants, which are people that help us, you know, in different areas in the business, mainly finding products and sourcing, uh, you know, looking for products. Uh, then we started uh, adding people to help us buy products, you know, in different areas, different cities in the U.S. So we have a couple of uh, people that help us, you know, buying products and building our inventory. Uh, we learn about prep centers. So we started adding, you know, prep centers. So it's been evolving uh, to a business where it's not just me and my wife anymore. We're, you know, we have teams of people that, or companies that help us kind of keep the business going. 
Uh, we have a lot of BAs uh, right now that work with us. And um, the other thing that I do is I always keep learning. I always keep getting coaching, surrounding myself with people that know more than I do uh, so I can keep growing my business and uh, learning this, you know, this whole Amazon uh, business because uh, even though, you know, we've been doing it for a long time, there's always something that we can learn new. There's always always uh, different methods that we don't we haven't used yet and that we can learn and we can, you know, so I do a lot of coaching. A lot of people tease me because I, you know, I, I do say it very openly that I pay a lot of money every year for coaching and, and I use a lot of, you know, coaches that are expensive. Uh, but that's because, you know, I like to learn and I like to building my business and growing my business every day. It's absolutely awesome. I know you learn directly also from Seth from Just One Dime as one of your mentors. And also there's other mentors out there. I, I'm wondering yeah. for your business, now that you've scaled up, which part can you outsource and which part do you need to do it yourself? The parts that we outsource is uh, we have BAs that are looking for products. Some of our inventory, it's done through uh, uh, prep centers. We do have tools and software that help us kind of automate a lot of uh, things that we do. But our main part in the business with my wife is running the, you know, the accounting, uh, you know, working with our accountant, uh, running the everyday, uh, you know, side of the business, making sure that, you know, Seller Central is in good standing. A lot of different things that you have to do every day to run your business. Uh, but we do have a lot of help. And mainly it's going to be, you know, people uh, that are helping us, you know, do certain tasks and a lot of uh, software applications, a lot of tools that help us kind of automate the business as well. So how many hours do you put in your business every week now? And then how is it compared when you first started? For the Amazon business, um, I probably don't do a lot, a lot of hours anymore. I do a combination of, you know, um, I have uh, the software company that I run. I have my Amazon business. And then I have a coaching business uh, where I teach, you know, other people how to start and, you know, create and, and scale their business, their Amazon business. So a combination, I usually do maybe 10 hours, 12 hours when I'm at home. I do work a lot, but I'm, if I was going to say only Amazon, maybe I'm working, you know, three, four hours a day on, on that part of the, of, the, of the business. How do you split your time with you know, the coaching business with the Amazon business with the coaching Amazon similar and also with the software business? Well, the main thing that we um, realize in our new, you know, Amazon and, you know, and new different businesses that we have is that we have the freedom to do whatever we want when we want. And, you know, so for example, some days I will work all day long, you know, nonstop, maybe just kind of like, you know, taking breaks for, you know, lunch and eating and things like that. But some of the days, you know, we go out with the family, we go out to the mall on a Tuesday, uh, you know, we can take the whole day and, and spend it with family. Uh, we travel a lot to different, you know, places besides the two months that we go out and help. Uh, so it's not like burning myself working, you know, 12 hours a day for, you know, for a long time. It's uh, we got we get a lot of breaks uh, during the week to do different things. Uh, so when I sit down to work or when I have a day that I'm working 100 percent, you know, I don't feel it as much because there's other days where I'm, you know, I'm going to spend a whole day or a whole afternoon just with the family or, or, or traveling or doing other things. I love that. It's kind of like the software business. You have these sprints. And then you yeah. really focus. And then, then, then you have some time when you do other things too. Now, exactly. I, I'm wondering if you could have any superpower, what would that be? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I, I've 
it's really hard to say. Uh, I probably like a, a few a few powers, <laughs> uh, but one power uh, I would say is is just being being able to help uh, other people. I don't really mean you know coaching or, or or teaching. I see that a lot of my wife. I do get a lot of satisfaction, you know, seeing you know by helping other people. Uh, so we do spend a lot of time thinking about it and planning. And you know, the last few years we've been actually you know helping and doing personally, you know, the, during the year. That's probably where we get a lot of satisfaction. So we kind of spend the whole year planning and thinking about the, the last two months of the year because that's where we really recharge our bodies and then we come back in January and, and we're just ready to work for another, you know, eight, ten months uh, before we do it again. So that would be my superpower, just being able to help other people. Now, I know you do help a lot of people because you do have your courses as well uh, that's available. Could you tell us a little bit about your course? What will people learn in that course? I've been focusing in the last years uh, in retail and online arbitrage. That's where I see results and I've been seeing results for a long time. I um, I try to help people, teach them how to do that same model and have success. So from anybody that is either starting up or somebody that is being selling on Amazon and then they're, they're not really seeing any success and they want to do a retail and online arbitrage, uh, you know, we teach them, we have a training program where we teach them from the A to C, how to do that. Uh, we like to help them and, and we do a lot of support uh, to them. We have private trainings and all of that for our uh, community. By the end of the of the day, what we like to do is we like to see people maybe not traveling if that's not their goals, but maybe coming back home or maybe having more time to spend with their family or do other things that they want to do. Uh, all because of their Amazon business. So we've seen a lot of our uh, students transition from a work they didn't like and uh, work that they hated uh, to having their own business. And uh, we have even uh, students that are making a lot more in sales than 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 we do. And that's very um, a good satisfaction to know that you're impacting other people and other people are seeing you know are being are able to achieve their goals and and uh, spend more more time with the family. Yeah, that must be very rewarding. Is there anything else you would like to tell our audience? There's a lot of different opportunities. Amazon is one of the opportunities that you're going to find. Uh, but it, but Amazon is a business that you can have for a long time. Uh, my, in my opinion, I'm planning to do Amazon for the next you know 15, 20 years. As long as Amazon allows me to sell on their platform and I you know I can find products, uh, I'll keep selling on Amazon. So it's a it's a business that you can see for a long time. And um, if you commit yourself to building a business on Amazon, you're gonna find a lot of uh, people that are gonna be able to help you. A lot of communities that are that can help you, you know, build a business and a lot of applications, software that are going to help you build, build the business. So I think this uh, business of uh, selling on Amazon is a, it's been a good business for me. You know, I do it every day and I, uh, I feel like um, for a lot of people it's been a life changer. Uh, if you're ready to, you know, to start, you know, doing this business, uh, you'll find uh, a lot of uh, good advice and um, a lot of good uh, software tools that are going to help you build a business. I know that it has changed your life. And then I know that you actually wrote a book. What, why did you write a book? One of my goals, and I think that was a, a personal goal, um, I wanted to write a book where I could, uh, again, the same thing, try to um, reach people that are looking for to start an Amazon business and kind of uh, give them my, um, 
you know, the steps that I took to build my business. Uh, so I wrote a book. It's a nine step strategy uh, to build uh, an, an arbitrage business on Amazon. Uh, and I launched that um, last year around August and it's been selling pretty good. It's on Amazon. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, Amazon kind of takes care of uh, the marketing and all that. It was a, a good experience for me. It's a small book. I can, I don't know if you can see it right here. My goal and my wish is to, you know, to help uh, as many people as I can uh, changing their lives and, and, and building a an, uh, business on Amazon. For our audience, go check out Alan's course. It's specifically designed if you're uh, Spanish speaking. The course is called Exito Con FBA. And also follow him on his YouTube channel. And that's Alan Urizar. That's U-R-I-Z-A-R. And you can find his book as well in the same name. And you'll also join his Facebook group. Muchos gracias por tu tiempo, Alan. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I'm very humble that you're, uh, you've been able to follow my story. I know you don't speak Spanish, so it, it's an honor that you're, you've been able to uh, learn about my story and, and all that, because a lot of the things that I do are in Spanish, or most of the things I do are in Spanish. So uh, thank you very much for taking the time and, and learning about my story. Thanks, Alan. Adios. A la próxima vez. Hasta la próxima. We hope you find Alan's recommendation and tips helpful. Just see said, when you're able to still work, still be productive, but stay home or have more time to dedicate to your family, I think it's worth building that. Let BeQuil be your time saver for you and be part of your daily tools for your Amazon business. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channels for more Amazon knowledge and inspirational interviews from Amazon top sellers. We're BeQuil. We keep innovating to help you stay cool with your Amazon business. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to stay connected with our weekly new episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, or any other streaming platform you prefer. Let's continue our journey to become the next Amazon top seller.